Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second episode of the Astronomical Stuff podcast. I am your host, George, and today we're going to be talking about a topic that is pretty important to me, and that is how I got my scar, um, kind of what happened, like how the accident actually went down, and pretty much what's been happening in my life. Um, ever since then. Before we jump into that entire story, though, I thought I would try something different, uh, which is give you guys a word of the day and a song of the day. If, like, if you want to let me know how you feel about that, then send me some DMs on my socials. Um, okay, so let's jump into the word of the day. The word of the day is lissom which is given to us by merriamwebster.com. It is an adjective, and it means easily flexible or nimble or characterized <clears throat> as having, like, good flexibility. Um, and then the song of the day is Scars by the band I Am They. Um, so that is actually, I'll explain more about why that is the song of the day, uh, later on, because it is important kind of to the story. All right. So let's jump into the story. The day was September 26, 2018 on a Wednesday. Not that the Wednesday part exactly matters, but it's kind of important to me. So, it was only basically like any other Wednesday. I had woken up and I was headed to eighth grade. <clears throat> I had biked that day. I was feeling really good. I was like, hey, you know, this is just going to be a pretty good day. I get to go to school, get to bike. <clears throat> I'm feeling good about it. And so, the day overall went pretty well. And then, it came time for last class of the day, which is called Athletic Corps. And basically what Athletic Corps is, is kind of like a um, more like actually fitness focused version of gym class. Um, and it combined eighth grade and high school together since... Like, our school was really small, and it basically had every grade from kindergarten all the way up to 12th grade. And so the fitness activity of the day was running on the prairie path for a while. Yeah, and so we kind of had this point that we would run back and forth from, and each distance was about a sixth of a mile or so. So obviously six times would be a mile. And so we jogged there and then we stretched and started jogging and running. And that day was kind of special to me um, because it was actually the first time that I had ever run two miles in my life. By like legitimate running standards, it was not very fast at all. Like I am not a runner. 
but I just had it in my mind that I was determined to run those two miles no matter what and that I was not going to stop. So I ran the two miles and I was feeling on top of the world because like I said, I've never run two miles nonstop in my life and I was, I'm pretty sure, only one of two people to actually run two miles that day. <clears throat> so it's pretty good and we started to jog back because we need to make it back in time for pickup since it was the end of the day. Um, and so we kind of are getting back and we kind of turn the corner to the side of the school where like the door is that we have to go in to get our stuff and go to dismissal and all that. Um, and so before the door, there's kind of a long stretch, and one of the people, one of my friends, kind of beside me, <clears throat> decided to run as fast as they could for the, like, for the door area. And, like, I'm a naturally pretty competitive person, so I was like, all right, I'll race them. So I raced them, and I raced and ran as hard as I could, and I beat them to the door area follow a bit so I kind of started to slow down but I was going pretty fast and I saw them reach for the door and then I was like all right well I already beat them so I gotta beat them to the door and I can't let them having the satisfaction of thinking they've really won the race so I reached for the door here I'm gonna pause and tell you a little bit about the door because it's kind of important to how I got my injury. The door was actually a set of double doors and in each door there were six windows with double pane glass <clears throat> in each of them. Um, and then in front of those double doors there were four like kind of sidewalk squares but the squares were little bit bigger than your average sidewalk square. Um, okay, so back to the story. I reached for the door, and unfortunately, as I reach for the door, my hand goes through one of the double pane windows. I pull my hand out, and like I'm thinking to myself, okay, what happened? I had known I had messed up because like, I could see that I was obviously cut. I had a pretty big hole in my arm from, like, from base, from, like, pretty close to the start of my palm down a ways. And, like, I was bleeding a lot. I was bleeding so much that I covered those four slightly larger than sidewalk squares that I had mentioned entirely with blood. Um... Then another thing is that I could actually see kind of like this severed white strand stick, kind of sticking out of my arm. And I was like, I wonder what that is. Um, so the people that came to help me thought I had actually broken my bone because they could see something white. But I was kind of skeptical of what they had thought, what they were thinking, because... I have pretty tough bones. Like, I've literally never broken a bone before. All I've done is gotten, like, cuts and scrapes. Um, so what was happening at this time is, like, 
I was bleeding a lot and my hand was going numb pretty fast. Um, and then what happened after that was one of the kind of like heads of school brought like a bunch of gauze pads outside uh, to help me. And then the mom that was in the front of the line was able to call the police and she actually knew somebody that was a nurse that lived pretty close by to the school. So she called the nurse and the nurse brought a couple of towels that along with the gauze we put on my arm to help stop the pleading. And so kind of after that part had happened and I was kind of like, they're all kind of around me to the side of the scene. One of the um, workers from the church, because what our school does is since we're like so small, we rent space from the church that I attend. He came out and he let me use his belt as a tourniquet. This probably was one of the things that saved my life because, like, until the EMTs arrived, it was kind of one of the main factors that helped stop the blood. If I had kept bleeding, I probably would have bled out then and there. Um, and so it was pretty surprising to me, now that I think about it, is... When I would, like, immediately when I got injured, I didn't cry out or anything, which to me seemed really odd. I just had this sense of peace almost. Um, but then, like, as I was kind of sitting there on the side with everybody gathered around me, a couple things were going through my head. <clears throat> the first thing I was like, I am going to bleed out, like, this is honestly pretty pathetic. Like the way that I, of all people, go out is bleeding out next to my school and church. Um, and then the next thing that was going through my head was the song Bleeding Out by Imagine Dragons, which given the circumstance I was in was kind of ironic almost because I was literally about to bleed out if nothing happened and then so as a result of the accident they had to move all the cars out of there and divert pickup <clears throat> and this way the <clears throat> emts could like be able to get in and be able to safely get me out and everything so a little bit afterwards the emts arrived and they were able to put an actual proper tourniquet on me and load me all up into the ambulance. Um, so I was in the ambulance. They were giving me some pain meds. But to me, it wasn't really making a difference since I wasn't exactly feeling anything. Um, and then, so obviously after the ambulance ride, they take me to ER. And I go into the ER on the stretcher. And they take me into one of the rooms. And so kind of like the first thing they're doing is trying to figure out what exactly is happening, what exactly is happening to me. Um, and just kind of do like a general damage assessment of sorts. Um, so they, like the people in the 
ER from what my mom told me is that they didn't really think I had cut an artery. Um, but as it turns out from the doctor's report, I had cut an artery. Um, and this is just kind of a minor detail, but something that I remember is that in the ER, they were playing Edge of Tomorrow. And it's just kind of like not necessarily significant, um, not necessarily significant detail, but I'm just demonstrating to you kind of like how much I actually remember from the story. So I'm in the ER for a while and then I go up to kind of like what's going to be my room for my hospital stay because we have to wait for the surgeon. And apparently, if you do not know this, before you go into a surgery, you can't eat or drink anything for at least eight hours. It was approximately three or four in the afternoon when I went to my room and I had eaten at noon, which basically meant I was going to be stuck in a room for another like four to five hours. So at this point, when I was in my room, the pain had actually started to kick in. So the people were giving me pain meds and some morphine like ever so often. But the unfortunate thing is that since I'd cut an artery, I was bleeding so much. I bled so much that the pain meds pretty much got flushed right out and did nothing. So I was just sitting there in pain for a while. Eventually around 8, 8.30, I go down to kind of like the prep room for surgery. Um, so I'm just kind of sitting there in a bed. And I remember I get like a visitor or two to kind of check up on me, see how I'm doing. Um, so I'm waiting for a while because apparently the anesthesiologist that was going to be needed for my surgery was not out of the surgery that he was in. And well, there were no other available anesthesiologists, so I had to wait. And it ended up being about 9.30 before the anesthesiologist was there. Um, but then I actually ended up having to wait like another hour because the surgeon that was going to do my surgery was in another surgery. So, yeah, so I went into the operating room at about 10.30 at night. And then basically what they do is they're kind of putting some like ultrasound gel on my shoulder so they can do an ultrasound which will allow them to find a nerve in my arm so they can do a nerve block so post-surgery it wouldn't hurt for me like my arm wouldn't hurt as much um and so i I guess one thing I skipped over is when I was in my kind of waiting room up, up in the hospital, they had given me anesthesia. So basically right after they put the gel on my arm, I passed out. And from that night, that's the last thing I remember. And then when I woke up, it was 4.30 in the morning on Thursday the 27th. Um... So in a little while later, I was kind of taken to my room so they could get me all set up and 
just kind of make sure I'm doing all right and yeah, just kind of check up on me and make sure it's okay for me to leave the hospital. Um, so before I'd actually gone into my surgery, my dad was like, I'll see you on the other side. So when I came out of my surgery, I saw him and the first thing that I was thinking of was that he had said, I'll see you on the other side. So I was like, hello from the other side. And he thought it was funny because I was kind of singing Adele. But I was like, well, I'm on the other side and I'm saying hello. Um, so yeah, so I was basically in the room for a while for like a day or so, get some visitors and stuff, get out on Friday sometime either mid-morning, early afternoon. Um, and then so I, I get home and basically for a couple months, like I literally could not use my arm at all. And so it happened to be my right arm and I am right hand dominant. So it's very tough. I literally had to do everything with my left hand. Like I had to eat with my left hand. I had to write with my left hand. I had to use my phone and everything with my left hand. And I predominantly, like I had before this, kept my phone and all that in my right pocket. So it was kind of a big switch for me. Um, but I say kind of one of the toughest things for me was having to write out Greek. Because at the school that I went to, at the time, it was kind of a classical school. So they were having us do French, Latin, and Biblical Greek. And I remember kind of like timing myself to see how long it took me to write out the like five sentences of Greek or whatever we were going to have to translate. And like they weren't very long sentences or anything, but it literally took me 13 minutes to write five sentences which was um pretty painful in the sense that it was not fun um and some kind of like aftermath things besides that were my science teacher who also happened to be my math teacher which was probably by far my favorite teacher at this school kind of was like joking with me about my injury and like I had to keep my arm elevated on the table for like blood flow reasons and everything and he's always like George you have a question I'm like dude do you not remember what happened to my arm I'm kind of a cripple right now um and so yeah it was pretty like it was just kind of hard going through that time because everything that I had known was basically taken and flipped upside down and I had to do things completely the opposite way. Um, and then kind of like after that, some, like I ended up gaining weight and then losing weight, but that's not really the important part of the story. And I don't want to bore you talking about fitness when I'm talking about my injury. Um, 
So now I'm basically going to talk to you guys about kind of like some things I've learned since my injury happened. Um, so I guess the first thing, which I didn't exactly learn, but is kind of what my scar looks like is my scar looks kind of like a cross because what happened is I got cut from one part of my wrist on the right hand side all the way over to like a little bit behind the pink, like almost behind the pinky essentially um but so yeah so i had a pretty big cut that way and then in order for the surgeon to be able to properly do all the surgery and stitch back the arteries and nerves and tendons and stuff he had to do a cut from kind of like my lower palm to like a decent chunk of the way down my arm um and so what I had learned that had actually happened to me is I'd cut my ulnar artery, my median and ulnar nerves, and my flexor tendons. What the ulnar artery is, is it's the major blood vessel in the forearm that carries oxygenated blood. Um, so the fact that I'd cut that was pretty serious. And then I'd cut my median and ulnar nerves. Um, which means that, like, for a while, I had completely lost any feeling from my middle finger over to my pinky finger. Like, not just on the palm of that side, but also on the back. And then I'd cut my flexor tendons. So, basically, that made it really, really difficult for me to make a fist. And for a time, I couldn't. But now, I can make a fist. And for the most part, move my fingers pretty much the same as I could. Um, and so kind of now with my nerves, I still can't feel stuff in my hand. I can feel pressure being applied, but I can't feel that if that makes sense. So like one of the tests the doctors do when I go into the office is for my checkups is they have this kind of little instrument or whatever that has prongs kind of on each side. And on one side, there'll be like one prong and another, there'll be two prongs. And then the sides that have two prongs, the prongs will be spaced apart. And I can feel them on the fingers that can actually feel, but on the fingers that can't feel, I can only feel the pressure. Um, even though I can f can't feel it in my hand, I have what the doctors call kind of like a defensive feeling of sorts, which means like I can feel temperature. So I can feel if something's cold on my hand or I, I can feel if something's hot. So basically that means I technically shouldn't be able to like burn my hand or really freeze it. And for a while, my right hand got a lot colder than my left hand when I went outside. So it made things not very fun. Um, and so <clears throat> back to things that I've learned since then, uh, since my injury. Um, kind of the first thing I had realized 
was that God only let this happen to me because he had prepared a crazy amount of things in order for it to be able to happen and for me to survive. Like he literally, um, like he literally made the people that all the people that were involved be in the career pass and make the choices that they had made so that they could be there at that moment and be able to help me. Um, so like, I really believe that like, even if just one of those people weren't there, then I probably would not be making this podcast today. Um, and then another thing is that like, God is real. Like, I don't care really what you think, but, um, if God were not real, though, like, if God were not real and, or I had no faith in God, like I said, I probably would have died. Um, and then the next thing I learned was that God cares about us and he protects us. It might not seem like it, but God is there and he loves us no matter what. Um, and so he's just constantly watching out for me throughout the entire process. Um, and it's just crazy to think because I went from being perfect to essentially having nothing in terms of like movement and stuff in my arm to being almost back to normal. Um, and then, so you, I mentioned earlier at the beginning of the podcast, the song of the day was Scars by I Am They. And the reason that that song is important to me is because it was sent to my mom by one of her friends. And my mom's friend wanted me to see that song. So when my mom got the message, she was like, hey, my friend wanted you to see this. So I watched the video of the song because she had sent a music video and the kind of like the main course or whatever of the song was I'm thankful for the scars because without them I wouldn't know your heart and I wouldn't know who you are um and for me like I just really connected with that because I had always been a like I've pretty much since I was in about like third grade or so accepted Christ as my savior and been a Christian. Um, but then after that moment, that was a really pivotal time in my life that made me realize like God is real. Um, God is real and he cares about us and he's there. Like, 
I'd always thought, like I'd always questioned, is God really there? Because a lot of times it sure does not feel like he's there. But sure enough, he was there. Um, and that, like that song and my accident really just cemented in my mind that God is real. Um, okay, so that will pretty much conclude this episode of the podcast. Um, of course, if you like the podcast, please leave a five-star rating and review so I can continue to improve everything and make it a more enjoyable experience for you. If you would like to give me some topics about what I should talk about next in the podcast, then um, leave me a DM on Instagram at gtruitt96 or on Snapchat at gtruitt96. And if you want to see any of my wrestling stuff, you can feel free to follow me on Instagram at pwprotein. The PWP part is caps. Um, and if you're interested in as to what my play, personal playlist is, what kind of music I listen to, then I will have the link to my playlist on Amazon podcast in the description. Um, that will be it for today. Thank you guys for listening. I will see you in the next episode.